1: And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Back to it at Hale Varsity Radio. Still smiles with Nebraska basketball down in Penn State. Part of the Husker Network. Great coverage on Nebraska basketball. Jake Mielheisen stand out for the Big Red. And, of course, great ball player for Lincoln Southeast. Jake, thanks for the time. Are you still grinning from yesterday? Thanks for popping by. What, a, what an atmosphere, man.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Schmidt. It was uh, it was an awesome atmosphere. You kind of wondered, with uh, the nice weather outside, and and you know Nebraska sitting at ten and thirteen before yesterday, if the fans are going to show up. But gosh, it was awesome. And I talked to a lot of people today at work that they were talking how good the the atmosphere was and the energy in there. And then obviously, you know, you're smiling and whenever whenever KZ drops a thirty piece. <laughs> uh, it's pretty it's pretty fun to watch because you know he's uh, he just he has so much fun playing out there and he puts on a show for the Husker fans, that's for dang sure.
0: Well, he was hot, obviously, uh Thirty Burger, which was great, and his reactions and mannerisms are Priceless. Uh, about every shot, about every trip down the court, I got a kick out of Fred. Uh, his his subtle little, you know, don't let a guy come back down and bust one in your face. But uh, it, it was it was entertaining to 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 see him do his thing. And you know, what's this season been like for you and for Kent and the crew? I mean, so much energy and effort every time the guys go out. It's not always gone. The right way for Nebraska basketball, but it's just a different—I don't know—mentality or feel with this squad.
1: I agree, and I'll, I'll just start with this group and coaching staffs. Just so easy to cheer for, and they're—they're they're great guys to be around and traveling with them. You know, the players are—you know—super nice to to everyone. They seem to get along. The coaching staff is just a—it just feels like a, a family. And you can see it on the floor. You can see it amongst players and coaches. And um, they just play hard. They 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 started off this year, and it's been kind of a year of ups and downs. And um, But they, they created that identity of, hey, we're going to be hard-nosed and physical, and, and our identity is going to be on the defensive end. And then, obviously, you lose Bantamill and Gary, our, our two best defenders. So now we're trying to recreate what our identity is midseason, which is hard to do. But you know, I thought I think we played – really good basketball. Obviously, we had Purdue on the ropes, should, really should have won that game, uh, but we played really good basketball, and now um, some different guys are having to step up, and, and it's been uh, kind of neat to watch some of those young guys in Denim Dawson and Jamarcus Lawrence, and even Sam Boybert really come in and fill some roles uh, left behind by, by Gary and Vandemel, but I think Jamarcus Lawrence is going to be hopefully he sticks around for a long time, but I think he's going to be a really special player uh, for the Big Red.
0: Jake, I want to get to those young guys here in just a second, but first, you mentioned the identity aspect of things. Do you think after yesterday that this team has an identity that they can fall back upon to finish the year?
1: I I think so. I think I think their identity is still defensively, but it's not uh, the the same thought process of hey, we can line up. We have you know we have five dudes that can really guard one on one. We're doing more you know, just a team approach defense where hey, we know that we don't have a couple guys out there that are elite defenders. So we're really um, in, pa- in, the, in the help side defense and really trying to change things up from we go from man to zone and that whether or not, not going to trap the post. So really trying to keep uh, teams off balance. But I, I think I saw last yesterday that we really tried to push the tempo offensively for the first time in a while. I think you'll see that more uh, the remaining games simply to see, hey, can we push the tempo off a defensive rebound? And if we can get an easy one, you saw a couple in transition when Casey got a three, you saw the one we passed up ahead to to Sam Griesel for a dunk. So I think we'll see if we can get some easy ones in transition. Um, But I think the identity is still going to be defensively, but they're still trying to find uh, each player's roles now because everybody's role has now changed.
0: Jake Muleisen with us, Hale Varsity Radio Husker Color Analyst at Jake Mules. Where you find him on Twitter, you catch him and Kent uh, with Nebraska basketball prod- broadcasts on the network and our affiliate 590 does such a great job of coverage with the Big Red. Let's talk Fred, and he is such a pro, but he's also a, a, a high level teacher. And Jake, speak to the buy-in he's got from the from the kids this year, young to old.
1: I, yeah, that's a great word to use. I mean, these guys are all bought in, and they they believe in what the coaching staffs putting in front of them. You just look at you know from year over year. I mean, this this team this year they they know what works, and that's really they know that what they can control. And the buy in on the effort and the defensive side is is right there in front of everybody. It's it's been shown throughout this season. And when, what, what happens when they start winning games, you just look at that game, we go on the road and beat Creighton. And when you beat a, a team like that, um, you know, when they're ranked seventh in the country, you go, that really helps that buy-in. But even with the injuries, um, all players believe in each other. They believe in the game plan that the coaches are putting in front of them. And just look at the game plan we put out last yesterday against Penn State that, that that uh, that Fred and his crew did, and it was it was executed almost to perfection. And so, when you win a game like that and you execute the game plan, that buy-in becomes even greater. So, hopefully, the okay that blueprint worked. That's the recipe for success. So, how do we apply that same mentality? And to your question earlier, at what how do we apply that same identity to now moving forward on the road at Michigan on Wednesday?
0: If you were to give me. And I'm not asking for a favorite, but just with your analyst cap on and the former player background, who's been the most important guy this year for the Nebraska basketball team?
1: That's a great question because I think you could argue a couple of guys, and primarily, you know, Derek Walker or Sam Riesel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'll probably go with Sam simply because he handles the ball, you know, majority of the time, and and he has that. That responsibility, where you know Derek handles a lot, especially if we're big, but you know, Sam has that basketball a long time. And sometimes in games where pressure is is applied to him, you know St. John's and some of those, it's just it's a lot of responsibility and takes a lot of a lot, a lot of energy out of a player. So I'll put Sam just because he can guard one through four, um, and then his ball handling, getting the team in the right sets, pushing the tempo on offense, and really. Kind of being the the, the engine that runs that offense.
0: So Sam and, and Derek are obviously bringing the leadership. But on the flip side of things, now some younger guys having to step up, and you you mentioned them just a little bit earlier in the interview. But when you look at Jamarcus Lawrence and Denim Dawson, Sam Hoyberg, what kind of strides have you seen from those guys as they've stepped into bigger roles over the past couple weeks? And, and what does Nebraska need from them moving forward?
1: Yeah, I think it's just been it's been kind of. Uh, Interesting to watch because they obviously weren't getting a ton of minutes, uh, those three guys combined. And then you lose Gary and Vandermill, and they're kind of forced into a role that um, they weren't planning on getting. They were kind of starting to feel comfortable in what their role was. But you have thrown in the starting lineup, and that changes. And you know none of them shied away from playing big minutes, playing 20 or 30 minutes a game to start with, with Benham Dawson. I mean, he's not going to be – uh, a huge scoring threat for you. I mean, he's shown that he can score five, seven, nine points in a given game and knock down some, some shots from perimeter. But he's a great athlete, can get to the rim. He's smart with the ball. But then what he really does well for this team is he fills that role of, of Juwan Gary where his size and athleticism can really guard one through four. And you saw that yesterday. He was, he was guarded one through four on Penn State. He did a great job against, uh, against Shannon uh, at Illinois. Uh, when we were out in uh, Champaign last week. So he's just a guy that's really stepped up in his role. And then Jamarcus Lawrence, and what can you say about him, that three that he hit uh, yesterday with a minute ago was just huge, and he's gaining more and more confidence. You saw early in the year that he was a little bit gun-shy, not only shooting the ball but when to attack. But right now his confidence is growing. You saw him throw that pass between the legs to Kaze yesterday. So he's he's gaining confidence, and he's a really good defender as well. He was on Jalen Pickett a lot of the time yesterday and did a great job one on one. And then Sam Hoiberg, I mean, what do you say about that guy? Where he wasn't playing at all, he comes in and and, and drains. What did he make, fourteen or fifteen points at Maryland, mm-hmm. and really was the catalyst off the bench. They got that team going. Played well against Northwestern. Started um, at Illinois. He played big minutes last night, and you know the the free throws that he knocked down. He just watched his senior leader. Missed three in a row in Derek Walker, but he gets up and knocks down three in a row. Um, so just love to love the, what he's doing and, and add to this team as well. Jake,
0: when you look at the future of this program, a thought on some of the youth as they project forward and then kind of what's in the pipeline here. Uh, do you think, and I know you're going to lose two guys in Greasel and Walker, uh, you'll get Gary back, Kisei. And, uh, of course, the, the three young pups, you know, could, could things turn the corner a year from now with this nucleus that's back?
1: I think it can. I think that, you know, uh, the unfortunate injuries to Gary and Bantamell, um will help this team for next year and just assume that, that Dawson and, and Jamarcus Lawrence, obviously Sam Hoiberg, then you have Breidenbach, Wilcher, tumanaga Oleg, um, and then Gary back. Assuming everybody returns, that's a pretty good nucleus right there. And then you get to that portal; um, you're going to have to get, um, you know, a, trans, uh, a point guard uh, in some form, you know, to replace Greasel. Try to get another big, but you have Blaze Cada, uh, that I didn't mention as well. He's he has gotten better this year. Ramel Lloyd is redshirting. I think he has a ton of potential. So I think you have a, a core group. Where you're going to have to go out and get get some um, some scoring some proven scoring in that transfer portal, but you have a a good base of guys that that play the right way, they want to play hard, they listen to their coaches, and they they play to win for their team and not play for themselves.
0: Okay, Michigan coming up. Thoughts on that one? And then just your overall take. You've seen everybody in the Big Ten. How many Big Ten teams do you think are dancing?
1: Well, let's start with Michigan. They're kind of a weird team. I'm not... Super impressed with them. Obviously, they beat Ohio State yesterday. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of that game, but um, they've played so poorly up until the last two games. They won against Northwestern and then Ohio State. But I think if you can take away Dickinson, and, and I think that's what we're going to do, they're not in the lead shooting team. So I think, uh, and I'm feeling more confident. Obviously, before yesterday, you, you lose some confidence, but after yesterday, I feel more confident. I, I think we go in there with a similar type of mindset. I think we can give uh, the Wolverines a challenge, but you know, top to bottom, the, the Big Ten is just crazy right now. Where Purdue, obviously the clear-cut favorite, um, you know they're they're tough. They'll be in the dance and be tough a tough out with with Zach Eadie. Indiana's getting better, um, but other, after that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you go. Illinois maybe, mm-hmm. um, but then you have that log jam from you know four to, to twelve essentially. So I think yeah, I think the Big Ten. Uh, if they don't beat each other up too much, we'll probably get, oh, six or seven in is my guess right now.
0: That's fair. That's kind of what the the, the crop report's been saying. Jake Mielheisen with us, color analyst, Nebraska basketball, standout for the Big Red, and a uh, great ball player for Southeast at Jake Mule on Twitter. Jake, we'll do this again. Enjoy February. Thanks for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.